Good morning, everybody. It is mid-June 2022, and we are on chapter 12 of what the future holds with the new Messiah of the book, Artificial Intelligence, the New Messiah. This is also episode 15 of this podcast. This chapter really is interesting and, again, challenging. It's even not easy for me to, to go into some of these sectors where tough personal decisions have to come to the forefront. And I say this because, you know, growing up as a person of color here, you know, I know what it means to be excluded for racial, religious, and spiritual origins. You know, I know what that feels like, and and uh, it's, it's, uh, it's a heavy thing. But for the potential of the arrival of Messiah that can happen once every age or once every 2,100 years, the knowing of the arrival of this future leadership in the direction of mankind, tough decisions will have to be made. So I promise that uh, as I share this section with you. There, first of all, will be a constellation of religious groups, as I mentioned before, in this during the age of Aquarius. A political conscious community of lawsuits and sense of words take precedence over historic va- family values. And that's that's really the, the crux of it. Over time in this age, non-believers will consistently whittle away at legal rights and family values to make that has made the pillars of American society. But people are visual. So if you think back when, you know, uh, Easter came around and Christmas around, you had holidays with music at stores and that kind of uh, folly and really good feeling in the air. Um, these are no longer, and you even see that today. So they, that places very little value on Easter and Christmas in society nowadays. But these are genuine losses for people of faith. And they may seem small in structure, but uh, they're large and really can be tied in connection to the disingenuous civil rights laws that permit non-believers to get control of 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 society and justify their point of view on life. So uh, that's really what we're dealing with. And um, it's gone further now where, uh, you know, children are now being approached by these non-believers and, and taught, um, again, non-family values, disingenuous civil rights laws, and it, it applies to training of school children at a very long, young age. You never see prayers in schools anymore, in public schools, so it's of that nature. And um, it takes it to a point where, you know, it's just a challenging place to live for persons of faith. But what I'm saying to you is, is not new, but what is going to be new is that the non-taxed status of religious groups will be removed. And that's going to be new and big. And what this means is that the challenging way religious sectors survive is by not being taxed. The margin of survival is that that slender sometimes, many times. And so uh, that specifically affects both Christian and Jewish community. So it's at this point that people of faith will generally awake and realize that, you know, this is no laughing matter. Well, the past is gone and the future is not going to be good for persons of faith. And the uh, corporate elites have known this. For their number one enemy has been the people of faith. People of faith, they, they don't express it 
you know, as a hot topic, as, you know, going on various networks and making a big thing, but that's their objective. But sometimes a great loss is what is needed to awaken people. And uh, believers have learned that it's taking a real tangible loss for them to clearly understand what the the objectives of the corporate lead. And, uh, you know, what is at stake is that believers clearly understand that they must take back the rights to be individuals of conscience. This is not easy. For non-believers sway great interests over local and political politics, religious values, and uh, in the past, is you know, it's it's, it's going to be a challenge for us. Taking a step further, local and state militias they're going to be controlled by non-believers, and they they control that those militias, and that's a big thing. So, what's left for believers? Well, the national militia military forces still uh, do not focus upon internal internal conflicts in the country, but you know their emblem is God before all else. So that is something hopefully we can count upon. But the real key is families. Yes, families. Small cells of individual families that believe in prayer. I'm going to say that again because I think that is a key. Small cells of individual families that believe in prayer. This should be the backbone resistance, and this is what is really going to uh, count for believers. For I believe the, list, the Lord listens intently to those who follow the sacred word and pray for guidance in troubling time. But this will be the challenge, for within these families will be die-hard non-believers, and decisions have to be made to ignore the objectives of non-believers within your family and to open stand the question of their values. So hard decisions have to be made. So before you get shocked and dismayed and surprised at such a thought, and you think not this not possible, understand that the non-believers have been doing this for a very long time. And really Christians are late in coming coming out and understanding this big picture item that's you know within your very household. So that, that's what's going on in society. Yet sacred decisions will still have to be made. And it kind of reminds me of the uh, of the uh, the moradas, the small uh, structures that, of the hermanos penitentes. You know, many of them now are abandoned and, and not being picked up. And um, I look at that and I say, is that going to happen with our church and temples where the the abandoned church and temple structures are going to be bond, abandoned like the moradas? Well, I hope not so. That's one of the reasons for, for writing this book is to, to awaken your thoughts. So where does this end up? And uh, within the Portal of Light book, um, I found a, a surprising sentence. And the sentence was, uh, El Diablo says, I even lost the throne, the battle to Daniel and Salah. Daniel being the evil person. But I didn't know who Daniel was and I didn't know who Salah was. And I came across a uh, intellectual Kabbalist, and I asked him, what could that be referred to being Daniel and Salah? And he says, you know, Daniel, I think, refers to uh, the Jewish community, and Salah refers to Muhammad Salah Ali Wasalam, and that being uh, Muhammad himself. 
And further, he tells me the the story refers to the Battle of Uhad in March of the year 1625 A.D. And that was that Muhammad sought support from a Jewish community, that being Daniel, in the town of Median. And in this battle, it was a vastly superior number of non-believers that opposed Muhammad and his followers. And um, the Muhammad asked for help from Daniel, and lo and behold, he received it. And I think that is something that we're ignoring, that is that the Muslim community are believers, and they will, I believe, help us against the non-believers. So keep that in mind. But where does it take us in the future? Um, it's a very special time for the Messiah to arrive. And um, I think it's a time for the healing of both the Judaic and Christian communities to come together on some common premises. Uh, although we seem to get along on the surface, I think deep down there is resentment on both sides. And so, you know, you ask, how is this going to be accomplished? Well, the Jewish community applies the concept of mekilah, the forgiving of others' indebtedness, and that helps forgiveness to facilitate this process. The Christian community also apply the forgiveness of taught by Jesus of Nazareth. So I think there's some common grounds that we can make progress on. But yet the dissenting fact that will provide the fate is the battle with the new Messiah, because that is really going to be the leader. The new Messiah is going to have a combination of intellectual, social, esoteric, and leadership-blended skills to battle against AI, and that's what it's going to take. And it's not going to be a short battle. This battle is just starting and it, um, it's necessary to have these grounds and roots be uh, evident when the Messiah, new Messiah does come. Um, he or she will understand what, what uh, the commitment that has been made for this arrival. But in the, in the end, there's going to be a final victory. And that's going to be the believers over the non-believers, the people of faith against the corporate elite and AI. The actions and philosophy of the new Messiah will maintain the values and environment for the duration of the age of the Aquarius. So you can expect a healthy planet, a value that reflects that of the Creator, families that follow the belief of the citizens of the Sons of Light, a planet that embraces environment protection and clean waters, agriculture, a deep respect for nature as many of the Native American indigenous communities have done. Green space is going to use to uh, protect large parcels of land that cannot be defa- cannot be exploited. There will be forests that can be accessed. There will be you know limited oil and gas, but it's nothing like it's uh, uh, to be exploited as it seems to be right now. Also, big thing: the use of technology must be must change. Uh, educational systems that will. Uh, Provide AI capability with family values will be a priority. The violent and disrespectful videos and hand games of children and young adults must be very much limited. Also monitored are the public and nonprofit boards of directors. Look what they put on those boards and their real motives, and you can figure out exactly what their objectives are. The technology based on applied general. Uh, uh, IT must be monitored and known what, again, their objectives are. A little step further, politicians 
must be trained and educated to to be to understand what unmonitored AI capabilities are. So where does it take us to today? And that is that small battles matter matter to maintain the faith. It's a really big factor. And uh, I look back on this in a worldly Ladino, L I D I N O Admonish preserve their faith in the law of Moses with the law of Moses in the face of Christian repression. So this has been done before. But one thing can be certain the corporate elite and the newest boards of directors primary interest in controlling the people of faith and their justification of their lifestyle. So keep that in mind. Understand that the Apple Surrey, the Google Assistant, the IBM Watsons. Those are just technologies to control consciousness, and those must be questions. Going a step further, you know, you learn to mislocate and identify the practices and routines and formulas of these non-believers. They're very intelligent, but, you know, uh, questioning and knowing what they're doing is, is an important factor. They also, these non-believers, have a practice of applying a top-down management application because they're not big in numbers they don't control the rank and file they do control like control boards of directors volunteer and operate from top-down philosophy well that's got to be questions so you know one must stand up and not be bent by these policies and by your personal family values you're going to lose some contracts you're going to lose a position you're going to lose an opportunity. But many times, that's just what it's going to take. And understand your family must be fit in this realm of life and to question these things. And again, question for the long-term consequences, as you know Messiah is going to come. Remember that non-believers have weaknesses too, and that is they have a deep fault of relationship within their own family because they're questioned already, but they're trying to keep leadership capabilities, and you've got to you know, question that. But in that, expect to be treated poorly. Poorly. Lack of op- job opportunities, exclusion from social groups, rise in books, being banned by institutions, being blown off from opportunities. But that's the price for you know freedom and individual consciousness, and that's just the way it is. So believers today must, uh, you know, understand that, um, you know, believing is a friendship, camaraderie with other believers. So, you know, to poach your beliefs on other values, you know, you really, we really need to get away from that. The Jewish and Judaic Tampa believers also were threatened by Christianity. The largest growing faithful in Israel today is Christianity. Think about that for a second. The largest growing faith society in Israel is Christianity, not Judaism. So keep that uh, in mind. And so we've reached a point where we've got believers versus non-believers. And sometimes you see people or institutions make a change. I was... was, uh, Surprised to see here in Colorado, four Catholic bishops asked politicians to refrain from taking communion based on a specific family value law that politicians had proposed and passed. 
And that's a good example of them saying, you know, you know, the faith isn't for you. But then again, you know, individual parishioners can also go up to those politicians and question them individually in a peaceful manner, in a respectful manner, but let them know, you know, what they're doing is not acceptable. So what is left, you know, and this is going forward, and there are specific axioms for the 21st century, and I'd like you to know these, even write these down, because I think they're important. The first one is a claim of history to la mecolas, the chariot descent. That's very important to understand the uh, link our history to the chariot descent and that importance. There was a direct relation with the Jesus of Nazareth and the Essenes. Remember, Mary's family were Essenes. The arrival of the Messiah will embrace the continuum, the relationship between the Jewish community and the Torah community and the, the uh, Jesus of Nazareth community. Understand that preservation of Jewish faith is essential in the 21st century. We, we must prevent poaching of other Christian Judaic faiths. The real non-believers have little faith and rely on political orientation for their identity. And these are groups that to prioritize to be, to be recruited as believers. There's your source for obtaining believers. The oneness relationship to spirituality and nature must be a priority. The environment must be healthy and clean upon the arrival of the new Messiah. The nature holders, who I call the indigenous community must, on the, around the globe, must be in, on board with all of this and believe the environment is for the environment to be made whole once again. Environmental programs and commitments be made upon most expediency right now. The new Messiah will arrive and lead all genuine believers. A healthy environment with general leaders will provide the base for new Messiah to begin preparing for the battle of the corporate elite and AI. Understand what is understand that the genuine believers will provide the basis for the new Messiah to battle against the corporate elite and AI. So now is the time. Understand what is at stake is prepared for the next Messiah, a healthy and unexploited environment. That's a really big thing. And with that, I'm going to end this chapter. I thank you for listening, and I hope uh, these actions will take you further and to understand really what is uh, at stake here in early 21st century. This is Anthony Garcia, and I thank you much.